Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from the one and only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So how many of you have been uh, juggling this week? Been trying? Dropped a lot of balls? It's not just three. Sometimes it feels like 10, 15, 20. Rough, difficult times at points. A lot of times what God asks us to do seems impossible. And it's because it is. Absolutely, it's impossible to do everything that Jesus commanded this morning. What Jesus is doing is setting that bar so high, he's showing you what the law demands. Here's what you must do to enter heaven. Oh, man, Jesus. I can't do three, much less six or ten or twelve, much less blindfolded while spinning around in circles and jumping on one leg. Not a chance I could do all of that. He knows. He knows. He knows you can't. That's why he came into this world, to do it for you. He was mocked, he was beaten, he was whipped, he had a crown of thorns placed on him, he was nailed to a cross, he was killed. For what? What did he do wrong? Nothing. He's God. He lived a perfect life, did everything wonderfully and perfectly. Everyone loved him. He was healing those in need. He was caring for the least of those. Those who mocked him, he turned the other cheek. And yet the world crucified him for it. Our sins placed him on the cross. Our failures to juggle all that, to do all that, placed him on the cross. And now we read that list, we read it as Christians, and we're tempted sometimes to to point the finger at other people. We're tempted to say, yeah, you need to do that. Yeah, you should love your enemies. Yeah, you. Or we put ourselves there and say, wow, I don't think I could do that. I'm, I'm trying. Where we need to start is to step back and realize who we are. We're the enemies of God. We're the ones who have rebelled against him, who sin, who do selfish things, who think only of ourselves first, who refuse to love others, and realize how God treated us. When we look at it from that perspective and realize that we're the enemies, we're the ones who took, we're the ones who stole, we're the ones who rebelled, we're the ones who mocked, And yet God loved us and forgave us and gave more and more and more than we ever deserved in his mercy and his grace. Now, when you put yourself in that boat, now when other people treat you that way, it's so much easier to handle. Well, I did that to God and he forgave me. I also can love them. I also can bless them. I also can pray for them because I needed the same thing from God that they need now from me. What I've received from God, I now am able to give to them. And if you're not receiving it from God, if you're not being enlivened by the gospels we say, how can you go and give to others? How can you go and serve others in that way? Anyone can love someone who loves them. Anyone can care for one who cares for them. Anyone can give when they expect it in return. That's easy. But to do all those things that God demands, that's impossible because our own selfish nature goes against it. So it must be, our nature must be killed, put to death. We must be given a new heart, a new mind, a new spirit. And begin to the baptism, the baptismal fonts where you're given that new spirit. And you come to church after you have failed to try and pick everything up and God gives it to you again. He forgives you and he hands it back to you and sends you back out once again. 
How can we continue this life, though? How can we continue doing that? Well, we can look to the people like Joseph in the Old Testament. Look at what Joseph went through, his own brothers, his own family. Well, they were going to kill him. And then one with maybe a little better head on his shoulders, maybe a little bit, said, well, let's not kill him. Look, we'll sell him into slavery. That'll be better. His own brothers sell him into slavery. He goes down, and then he's accused of doing something wrong that he did not do, and he's thrown in jail. And then in jail, he's forgotten about by those he helped. And then finally, he comes out, and Pharaoh makes him his right-hand man. All through this time, God is with him. Joseph is never speaking evil of others. He's never seeking revenge on others. When his own brothers who sold him into slavery now come back many years later, he had the perfect opportunity. There he could have exacted revenge. There he could have gotten them back for everything they did to him. There he had that opportunity there in the palm of his hand. He had all power and authority to do whatever he wanted with their life. How many of us wish we had that for the enemies in our lives? Oh, I wish I could. Oh, I just wish I had that opportunity. Oh, I wish I could make them know what they've done to me, how they've wronged me. Oh, I wish I could get them back for all that they did to me. And we look at Joseph and he forgives them. He loves them. He takes care of them. He brings the whole family down to Egypt and makes sure they have great lands as shepherds. At what point did he act like a human? We'd say he acted more like God, right? Forgiving, loving, and caring for them. The very ones that sold him into slavery, threw him into a pit, wanted to get rid of him, told their dad that he had been killed. Oh, I don't know if I could ever be like Joseph. You can start to practice, right? Like the kids up here were doing, they're like, well, I see your hands going like this. Good, good start. You can start to practice. What do I look at then? How can I get over that grudge I want to hold on to? How can I get over that hurt that's been handed to me? Did you hear what St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15? That Jesus is going to put all enemies under his feet. That Jesus is going to destroy all enemies. That Jesus will rule over all. God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Not you, you're not supposed to, that's not your role. Your role is to love and pray for and care for and to shine God's light into the world so that when that day comes that he returns in judgment, those enemies of yours are no longer ones to receive judgment, but they've turned and repented. Your goal is to shine that light so bright in their lives that they too turn to God and seek forgiveness. The only way to do that is to realize that it is not all about today. It is not about this life. It is not about this flesh. Who cares if this flesh gets destroyed? I have one that God has promised me. I have imperishable that God has blessed me with. That's all I need to worry about. And I don't even have to worry about it because Jesus took care of all of it on the cross. On the cross... He made sure I had eternal life, no matter what this world does to me. Should they take all my goods, my house, my family, my own life, they can't take what he has given me, eternal life. And that's all that matters. And so everything I have, I'm to use to bless others. If they need it and they take it, give them more. If they despise you and revile you and speak poorly of you because you're proclaiming God's name, rejoice. Rejoice. 
that you are found worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. That is the only way that we can live in this world in the way that God has commanded us to live. That is the only way we continue to do that is not by looking at what I need and what I deserve and what I should get, but by looking at what they need. By looking at the fact that God did not give me what I deserve, but in mercy he forgave me. He sent Jesus to the cross to give me life eternal. And therefore, if my neighbor lashes out because they're angry at the words I've spoken in love, should we expect any different? Jesus was condemned. He was crucified. Did he ever speak any wrong? Did he ever speak any ill? He spoke the truth of God's word. How the world reacted to him is how the world will react to us. And yet we need not worry because we are baptized into Christ. That's our identity. My identity is not in the clothes that I wear, the money that I have in my account, the family that I've built, or the career I've made. My, my identity is not in any of that. Those are all things God blesses me with so that I can be a blessing in this world because my identity is in Christ alone. Where he is, there I shall be also. And so we are empowered here in church by the Spirit to live that life, to live that life so we need not be afraid of those people out there, that we need not be afraid of any enemies in this world so that we can be engaged in the community instead of withdrawn out of fear. We can go out in there and speak the truth, love, care, bless, no matter what they do, no matter how they respond, it does not matter. For we come back in here, God forgives us of our sins, God gives us his spirit again, and he promises to take care of us Give us this day our daily bread is our prayer every day. And God promises to care for us. Why are you so anxious about tomorrow? Your Father knows what you need. So let us not live in fear. Let us not live in fear of the world or of how people might treat us. But rather, let's go and do as God has called us to. He's given you the life again this morning. He's given you his spirit again this morning so that we can go out and be the shining lights in the world. As we prepare for Lent, we continue to look at our need for Jesus to go to that cross. As we look to that every single day, we can realize we were once enemies of God. We once had turned against him. We once rebelled against him, and he forgave us and had mercy on us. In that same way, we go out and forgive and have mercy on others. May God give us such a spirit of strength to go and do just as Joseph did, as Paul did, as Christ did. May we follow in their footsteps this day and always. In Jesus' name, amen.